0: Well, how many of you ready for God's word on today? <laughs> Come on, are you ready for our word on today? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the word of God. Amen. As we get ready for God's word, amen, I'm going to ask that you stand. I'm not ministering to you today. Amen. But I learned something this week. Amen. Amen. God can give me a little more insight. Come on, Shannon. Sister Shannon going to preach to y'all today. And I learned something this week. (laughs) Amen. I learned something this week. Amen. That God shared with me that I didn't realize on this level. And I already know what she's thinking because she's a humble person. She's already like, can you just give me the (laughs) smile? so I can do what I need to do. Amen? That's what you're thinking of. Because we know each other. (laughs) But just this week, as I was thinking about this, she asked me not to say anything about her. Amen? Because if y'all know Shannon, she's one of the most humble people you ever going to meet in your life. And she don't like titles and all of that. She just likes to get her work done and go about her business. Amen? That's how she really is. But when Garvin came to share with me this week, he said, Son, I want you to go back and think about why I didn't take Eve out of the dirt. He say I didn't take Eve out of the dirt. I took Eve out of his rib. And that was a symbolism of the connection that was supposed to be there between a man and his wife. And as Garvin came to share it with me, he said, think about it. He said, who's going to share your vision and your purpose and your goals with anybody greater than your wife? Because when you're at home and you're casually speaking, your wife hears that. When you're talking on the phone, counseling with people, or if you're trying to build a company, your wife hears that. If you're trying to build a business and the business is struggling, guess who hears that? Your wife hears that. When you're burdened about your son or daughter making a bad decision, guess who hears that? (laughs) See, and all of your burdens, directly or indirectly, they're transferred to your partner. And intimacy with your partner goes beyond just a physical connection. Mentally, you're connected because you worry about the same things. Physically, you're connected. Spiritually, you're connected. And Garmin came to share with me, and he began to show me how much she bears the burden that I bear and I didn't even realize how much she was bearing it with me. Amen. So God began to open my eyes and show me what was in this woman of God. And also as an example to all of you, if you are married, build your spouse up. Build your spouse up because nobody's going to carry that burden with you like your spouse. Pray for your spouse. If you're married, and one thing we pride ourselves on, I don't want to treat anybody, any other woman especially, kinder and nicer than I treat my own. Don't ever treat somebody better than you treat your own. Amen? Don't ever treat a pastor or another man better than you treat your own husband. If, you're not, if you don't cook for your husband, don't cook for the pastor. well we preaching already we preaching already (laughs) because that's your first priority he didn't say you leave your mother and father and cleave to your pastor or your boss or the sister in church he said you cleave to your spouse your number one priority even above your children above your children is your connection to your spouse so don't let your children get in the way of you and your spouse. This is the greatest connection that God has established in the earth realm, for it is a model of the way Christ loves His church. So y'all welcome her to the stage today. This is our first time. Amen. I love her so much. I'm so happy. I'm so proud. I did good holding it in, but it's out the bag now. <laughs> let God leave.
1: praise the Lord I just want to pray before I go into the word God I come before you God on this morning Lord God God, I know some have come with great expectations, Lord God. God, I do not want to shortchange you, Lord God. But God, let everything that come out my mouth, Lord God, let it come from you, Father. God, I'm nothing without you, God. It's all you, God, none me, Lord God. Lord, I hope today, Lord God, that someone is encouraged, Lord, on today, Lord God. Someone came, Lord God, with great expectations, Lord God, This morning, Lord, and I do not want to disappoint them, Lord God. Let me give them, Lord, uh, every ounce of the word that you've imparted unto me, God. This morning, Lord God, I pray unto you, Lord God, I ask you, God, any discourage among us, Lord God, let them be encouraged, Lord. After today, Father, let it be different, Lord God. Let us walk different, talk different, Lord God, act different, Lord God. Let us know, Lord God, that you're our strength, Lord God, and it's only you, Lord God, not to look unto a man, Lord God, because man fails lord god but if we look unto you lord god look into the hills but come at our help lord god all of our help lord god comes from you father in jesus name lord god you may be seated you know i just want to impart on you what god has given me you know god is he's so awesome but you already know that if you came in contact with him, you know just how good he is. On this morning, my message title, it's entitled Better Days Are Coming. Because I just want you to know that better days are coming. Don't look at, sometimes you look at what has gone on in the past and you 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 may look at what's going on right now. Because you know who has you fixated on that is the enemy. He doesn't want you to see the future. He just wants you to see your current situation and your circumstance. And a subtopic, and you'll know more about that later, is called battle cry. So better days are coming is my is the title of the message today. And a subtopic is battle cry. And what I want to talk to you about is the enemy's strategy or his tactic. And the enemy's strategy and tactic, we all know that it's not different. It really doesn't change up that much. He pretty much uses the same thing over and over again, but some kind of way, even though he don't use the same game, you know, he still some kind of way, you know, this mind... Uh, And I don't want to go beyond myself. But the first thing I want to talk about is the energy uh, strategy or tactic. So, But the first thing is processing in your mind. Because in your mind is where it all starts. That's where you start thinking upon things. You start pondering on it. And it's just right there in your mind. The enemy wants you to think and dwell on it. And I want you to go... To uh, Isaiah 26 and 3. Now we're talking about the mind, right? And the enemy, he doesn't want you to have a sound mind. And we know what a sound mind is. A sound mind is the capacity to think, to reason, and to understand. So as long as the devil can throw you off track and make you lose your sound mind, then you don't have that balance that, that, that you had before. And then another thing is you're not really being logical and it's not making, and you're not thinking sensibly now. So the first thing is processing in your mind. He wants you to think and dwell on it. So look at Isaiah 26 and three, what it says. It's, it says you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. In King James Version, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. When your mind is fixated on him, I don't care what storms are are going on around you, when you keep, when you locked in and that mind is focused on him, You know that no matter what's what's going on, you know it's not going to stay that way. That circumstance is going to get better. But when he throws you off course, you know, it's his job to make you think you'll never be nothing. It's his job to make you think that you'll doubt yourself. It's It's his job to make you think about all the things before that was your shortcoming so he can't move you forward. That's his tactic. That's his strategy. But don't you know in Jesus' kingdom that we have to have our own strategy? We have to have our own tactic to fight the enemy. Now, it doesn't change with him, as I stated before. It doesn't change one bit. But the thing that does change this mind I want you to go with me to John 16. And thirty-three, and I want to slow down because you know um, I'm really mad at the devil uh, because and in, 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 you know we we have when you have the Holy Ghost inside you, you have you are possessing everything inside you to fight it. A lot of times we look at uh, different ones in the Bible. We look at Jesus and we saw what he went through. And we look at all these great disciples and we just marvel at the way they, you know, the way they carried themselves and they withstood so many things. But then the nothing differs us from them and us now, because the same thing that we have to understand that was placed in the inside of us, the same thing. I mean, that was placed on the inside of them. The same thing is placed on the inside of us. It's not a different type of Holy Ghost. So just like they withstood things and went through things and had to encourage themselves at times, the same thing for us. We have the Holy Ghost, the same thing. And it's so powerful, but he doesn't want you to know just how much power you have. And I'm mad at him when people fall short and those fall short and weak and things that could, they could have been saved. But because that mind, because of the mind and what he fed into them, they started receiving that more than it was receiving God's word. John 16 and 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye shall have peace in the world. Ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. These things, I want to read it again. I have spoken unto you, that in me ye shall have peace in the world. Ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's given it to you plain. He's telling you, just as it happened to me, it's going to happen to you. Just like I overcame it, you're going to overcome it. But what you got to have and what you got to possess to do it, you have to trust in him. And you got to believe in him. And, and we, uh, sister, I think it was sister Kizzy. Um, a week or so ago, she starts t- uh, talking about the grain of a mustard seed and man, it, it you can't hardly see it, you know? And so he's saying that even though you should trust him more, even if let's say you're working on that and it's just like a speck of dirt, like a grain of a mustard seed, you know, still with that grain of mustard seed, you're able to move mountains. A grain of mustard seed. So that goes to show you how all you have to do is trust a little. And he's still going to give you what you need. You don't want to stay trusting a little. But you trust a little and it goes to show you just that little parable almost of just how great he is. Even when you don't feel all there, he's still great. Give Jesus a hand clap. So we went from the processing in the mind and what the enemy wants you to think about and what the enemy wants you to dwell on. The next thing and it's the second thing, he wants to bring on discouragement. What is discouragement? Discouragement is depression. He wants you he wants to get you in such a fix where all you can focus on, he wants to give you tunnel vision. He wants you just to focus on that and nothing else. He wants you to be fixed on all that, that the the things that you're going through, because if he can get you just focusing on just that, it's almost like you almost really can't focus on too much else because your mind is just so locked in on that. When I looked up synonyms, I love to look at that to, to give you a better word for the word that you was given. And just from the word discouragement is depression, despair and low spirits. Have anyone ever been discouraged before? Things was hitting you so hard you didn't know you well, you knew you could pray about it. But sometimes you got so discouraged, maybe I'm the only one where sometimes it was like, man, it's like I almost I can't pray it's so hard. Can we be transparent and real? Can we just keep it real? I always like to keep it 100 because you got to keep it real because I can stand up here and say, oh, it's like this and oh, it's just a bed of roses and this happened and that happened and oh, everything was just so good and it felt so good, but I would be lying to you. You know, and I'd rather not lie to you. I'd rather keep it real and be transparent. So let's be transparent on today because you know what? Through transparency is how help comes. If you don't be transparent, help can't come. A lot of times we'll have an altar call and you'll look at me and they say, but her uh, husband is a pastor. Okay, that's good. But when I come up here, sometimes I don't just go quick to lay in hands sometimes excuse me but we're in a race right now we're trying to get strict right now so you know what I have to do sometimes sometimes I gotta take my little self I gotta walk around all the people and I gotta stand before my God myself and, and say God help me Lord God deliver me Lord God I need you God God sometimes Because we gotta keep it real. Don't you know you can keep it fake all day down here? But when you get stand before him on the day of judgment, you can't be fake, hallelujah, because he's gonna know the very intent of your heart. And when you stand up before him, you can't be fake and phony. Don't you know the world got a lot of fakes? When I was in the world of one thing that I one of the many things I disliked. I couldn't. I did not like no backstabber, and I did not like nobody that couldn't keep it real. I didn't fool with nobody who was fake, fraud. I didn't know. If you're going to be my friend, we, you're going to be my friend. That might mean in the tough times, you're going to be my friend. You're going to still stand on my side. That means when I'm going through things and people talking about me, that means, friend, you got my back. That's what I'm talking about. We got to have each other back. Because the enemy is not playing. You going to let somebody do something to your friend? I'm talking about that devil. I know he's listening to me right now. Listen up real good. Because you know what? What I got on the inside of me, he don't have it. He don't got that power. You know how he gets the power? We give it to him. That's the only way he'll get it. Listen to me. If, if he have the power because you gave it to him. Don't give it to him. We're still talking about discouragement. I'll give you the definition. A loss of confidence or enthusiasm. enthusiasm dispiritness. What is dispiritness? Basically, basically dispiritness is basically you're frustrated. You know how sometimes you're going through something and you get a little frustrated? I'm the only one? Oh, okay. So you're getting a little frustrated, right? A little snappy. You know, dismayed, a little edgy, right? Right? All right. I'm not the only one, huh? Remember, keep it real. So look what happens. When you feel like this and you lose confidence, and sometimes confidence, you can also tie that into uh, when, when you start, you see how one thing jumps? It's like cancer. It spreads. You see how one thing will jump into other things, other meanings? Like discouragement can jump into depression. And then, not only that, when I said loss of confidence, when you lose your confidence, what, what that is? That's a part of your self-esteem, right? Oh, I'm the only one think it's a part of your self-esteem. So think about his strategy. If he can get you feeling like you're nothing, who going to really want to really do something when you're feeling like you're pretty much nothing? right? So that's how, that's his tactic. And, it, and you know what? It's washed up because it's, it's, it's all old and it's played out. Be, because he's still using the same thing he, he used years and years and years ago. He's using the same thing. You know why this is his plan? Because he has an attack on you. But then he also has an attack on God's kingdom. Because if he can get you fixed on yourself, you can't worry about nobody else. When when this happens, and, and, and this has happened to me, you know how quick you got to snap out of stuff like this? You got to really pray and ask for this to be broken. If I'm always in a fix and I'm always concentrating on Shannon, how am I going to be able to help other people that call me every day? If I'm so involved in myself and due discouragement comes, I don't want you to think, man, I'm, you know, I'm not, it's not. Don't don't take it the wrong way. We all get discouraged along this journey, but we can't stay there. Cuz when we stay there, that's when all kind of other things start coming in on us. And when you when that happens, anything is liable to happen. I want to go to uh go with me to Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7. It says Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Okay. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to man and let man fix it. Let God fix it, right? Because really, who knows you better than anybody? I mean, who knows me better than I know myself sometimes? God does. But a lot of times we'll put so much confidence in a person. And God is looking for us. Can you please just think of me like that? Can you come to me like that? Can you talk to me like that? Because still after you talk to this one and that when that's good to get counsel. Counsel is good. And a multitude of counsel there is what? their safety. So don't take that what I'm saying. And I don't want want you to take that the wrong way. But what I'm saying is a lot of things comes on you about bending them knees and laying before God in prayer. And he's going to show you, and he's also going to send you to someone that's not going to take you going to them in confidence, but they are telling everybody in the open when people, it takes a lot for a person to have confidence in somebody. And when somebody have confidence in you, but you go all over with, and they told you don't say nothing. They told you, can you keep it confidential? And this ain't even, it's not even on here. And, and you go all over with it, but then you wonder why nobody don't want to come and talk to you. Because I wouldn't either if everybody, everything I'm going to say to you, I'm gonna, you're going to put it on a billboard. If I want it on a billboard, like a sign every time some, a car passed by to see it, you know, then I would have done it myself. So be careful even with that. When someone is coming to you broken, make sure that when they're coming to you that way, that, that that's something that you can retain. And if you can't, it's better to say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. I don't really want to know all the particulars, but I, hey, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. Okay? So I'm going to go to uh, number, I have uh, number three, which is the enemy is waiting on your action. What happens, I said, the first thing, you process it in your mind. I said, the second thing, he brings that discouragement with a whole other bunch of things, right? Now, he's waiting to see what you're going to do. He didn't throw it out there, so now you want to see if you're going to catch it and pick it up. What you going to do with what what you allowed him? Because he don't have that much. I'm not going to even give him that much power. What are you going to do? You know, with what you allowed him, you allowed him to get you to, that discouragement. The enemy is waiting on your action. In other words, he wants you to feel helpless. He wants you to feel youthless. He wants you to feel like nothing, right? Remember I was telling y'all that earlier? And he wants you to do that because you can't help you. You can't help someone else. And a lot of times, some of your family members and some of your friends, they're watching your life and they're looking at you. If they always see you in a place where you always seem down because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we're going to have those moments, but we got to pick ourselves up. I'm going to keep saying that. If they always see you down in the dumps, then what it, why would they want what you got? Because... Th- he's supposed to be joy, but you're showing them sorrow. So who wants sorrow? We have enough sorrow in the world. And if we are supposed to be the Christians and, and we are supposed to be the light, you know, they're looking for it to shine, not just shine as far as, you know, a lot of times you say, you got to do this, right. You got to act like you got to uh, uh, respond like this. Or you got to respond like that. But even body language tells a lot of things, You know, your actions and your facial expressions tells a lot of things. Sometimes you don't even have to say one word, but you've already said it with your outward appearance of how you're displaying yourself. So how you are going to react in your character. We're going to break up this character. Okay. Now, that's one of the attributes. The definition of character is one of the attributes of features that make up and distinguish an individual. Okay? Now, I'm going to talk a little... I'm going to throw out some character, but I, I have to... I'm going to throw these out so you'll understand where I'm going. Because I'm tying this in with your emotions and how you feel. Okay? So, some character... When when this is going through... You're going through this and everything and... um You know, like you say, depression may be setting in, discouragement may be setting in. These are some of the things about your character that can shift a bit, that can start happening. Unstability. Um, Non-sociable. You just feel like being by yourself. You don't really want nobody to be around you. I'm over here. Get over there. You know, I'm discouraged. You know, I don't want to be bothered right now. Complaining. Unwilling impatient, you become vulnerable, not dependable, lack of confidence, and sometimes undetermined. That's some of the things that can happen, you know, when you allow and you invite that into your spirit. Now, this is some emotions with all of that going on with the character things I listed. This is some emotions that can be distributed from that. Anger. Nobody never got upset before? Like really upset? Well, you, well, you. Embarrassment. Anxiety. Fear. Cause sometimes certain things you're going through, you don't know how you're gonna get out of this, or what is what man, what's gonna happen, or or you don't know what the reaction is gonna be, and you, you just don't know and you can't figure it out. You don't have a plan B. You was really hoping plan A would work. Fear. Sometimes you start blaming people. Hostility. And then what else? I said that discouragement, uh, when discouragement comes, that can bring on depression, another emotion sadness. Okay. God has promised to hear our prayers. So let's go to Psalms four and three. Psalms four and three, it says, know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. He hears you even though you sometimes you say, why am I going through this or why is this happening so later in my life, so early in my life? But he says that he's, he's seeing everything you're going through. And then what we don't realize, he knew every single thing you've ever went through in your life from the time you was born. Don't you know God already knew it? He already knew it was going to happen. So like I said, he knows you better than anybody and he sees you and don't feel like when you're going through certain discouragements and you're going through different things that God don't care for you because he really does care for us. He cares for us and we go through these things because in life you're going to have tribulations we can't look at Jesus, y'all, and everything that he suffered and feel like we're just going to just slide through and skate through everything and never have to be faced with adversities. He wouldn't be doing us a favor if we didn't have adversities. And sometimes, because I'm about to do something where all of you are going to be participating, because when, he throw at, when, when you go through different adversities in your life, it's not to uh, set you back, but... He's trying to get all those impurities out of you and everything in every way. A lot of times when you really pushed up against the wall, you see just what's in you. And, and, but that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. Sometimes it's going to be ugly, but it's okay. Because wouldn't you rather see it now than later when it's too late? So start to tell him, God, show me myself. Because sometimes a person will tell you, you still don't see yourself. So sometimes we have to ask God to show us ourselves because the impurities are going to come out. And when they come out, sometimes it might scare you, but that's okay. They coming out. Give Jesus a great big hand clap. Let's go to Psalms 32 and 8. I kept trying to get out of Psalms, get out of Psalms. I kept being brought back into Psalms. So hey, I'm just going to be obedient. So Psalms 32 and 8, it says, I will instruct thee and teach thee and the way thou should go. If you let him, he will guide you. If you try to if you try to jump ahead, you might have shipwreck. But if you let him do it and you let him lead you by your spirit, he's going to lead and guide you. Because why? It's safety in his guidance. When you try to do it yourself, it's not always a good ending result. But when you let him guide and lead you, there's safety in his guidance. Yes, he knows what he's doing. He said, I will counsel you with my eye. You know what that means? He's ever watching you. He's going to counsel you, look after you with his eye. Let him do his job. Don't, do his, don't try to do it. Let him do it. Don't try to fix it. Let him fix it. Don't you try to work it out. Let him work it out. I want to go through, to my fourth point. And, that, and, and that's God's vision and purpose of what he has planned for you. Is deterred. So when you harping on and and you staying in that stage for a while, everything that he had purposed and planned for you, he's not gonna remove it. Because that's his plan for you. He don't change your plan, you change his plan. And what you do. You get deterred because you're like I said, you're so fixated and focused on these things of life because it's called life that you kind of go this way and he needed to guide you. But you said, no, I'm going this way because I'm not through thinking on this yet. And when that happens, you get off course. So when you were supposed to be doing this at this time, you really got pulled back and stepped back. We got to try to move forward. We got to fight with everything in us. Am I talking to, who am I talking to? I don't know if, if, I, if I'm boring you. Uh, okay. Okay. okay, well, good. Well, just in case I am and you was about to doze off on me, I want everyone to stand, uh, stand up. Not, not right now. I'm going to read off some things, and when I read off all of these things, I want you to stand up to what applies to you, and I'm working on something to get to where we really going, so I'm going to say these things, and you stand up, because I want you to see something, and do me a favor. When I call these things out, and you stand up, I want you to look at the person, Okay? You're not looking at like, check them out, but you're looking so that you can visually see what points out to what person, okay? Y'all going to participate? Okay. So this is life, right? Okay. Okay, I'll start from the bottom and work up. I think I need to start from the bottom and work up. You're a supervisor on your job. Or you've been a supervisor. Okay, we see all of this, right? Okay, y'all can have a seat. You own your own business. Y'all looking around? Okay, y'all can be seated. You play an instrument or you sing. Or you can sing. Okay? All right? Now this one here, I bet you everybody, we're going to really watch. For this one here, you played sports or you play sports? Basketball, football, volleyball, softball, track. Some athletes, yeah. All right. Okay, you can have a seat. How many of you? You were gifted in school? You weren't gifted? Are you in gifted classes? You go to an advanced, you took advanced classes in school? Or you went to any magnet school? School of the Arts and Theater and Chorus and all of that good stuff. All right, gifted. School of the Arts. Advanced magnet, all right? All right? Y'all can ever see? Some of y'all standing up almost on everything. Okay, how many of you are attending college or have attended college? Any technical school, any military, law enforcement? How many of you finished college or technical school, went to military? I'm saying if you ever did it, okay? So military, law enforcement, went to technical schools, college, all of that good stuff. Right, okay discipline. Okay. You can have a seat. Now let's get to these statistics. Let's get to ones who grew up in high crime areas. I'm not going to use the words that society use. You lived in high crime areas. I'm trying. Do y'all want me to just say the word? <laughs> All right. All right. So y'all have a seat. Some more statistics. How many was raised by a single parent? Okay, y'all can have a seat. Now this one probably pretty much everybody gonna stand up. How many dealt with problems with people and had disappointments in friendships or family members? That should be the whole church. All right, y'all can ever see. Moving along. All right. How many been mistreated? See y'all getting y'all cardio in. <laughs> y'all can ever see. How many been diagnosed with a sickness or or different elements in your body? Have a family member or someone in your family been diagnosed with illness, chronic illnesses and other things? Okay, you can have a seat. We almost finished, y'all. How many... Now, some people... Now, don't have pride, okay, y'all? Don't have pride. I'm going to raise my hand, too, okay? Financial issues have had it in the past, are currently now... Lost at some point in your life or now? Could be past, present, whatever, okay? All right. Okay. Y'all can have a seat? This one is the last one, okay? How many has lost a parent? And I'm going to do these separate so you can stand up. Okay, you can have a seat. A child. A spouse. A grandparent. Okay, you can have a seat. Uncles aunts, I'm going to call them all out, nieces, nephews, cousins, or any other relative or friends. Have a seat. You didn't been through all this stuff. You didn't did all this training. You didn't lost family members, mothers, father, sister, brother, spouse, you didn't went through school, studied all night long, used to work in law enforcement, get off at 8 o'clock in the morning and go straight to college, don't sleep for three hours, back on a job again. You done did all that training for sports, training for track, you know how hard it is to be an athlete, basketballs, learning plays and doing all kind of stuff, volleyball and then trying to keep your grades up, gifted classes and all of these different things. Lost your sister? all of these different things you went through, but you're going to let the devil make you think you ain't worth nothing. <laughs> you going to let the devil feel like you can't get through nothing, but you got through all of that. He took you through all that. So now what? Huh? That's how you got to be with him. What's go through all those things I did that to show you I just I did it to show you that how how much of resiliency you possess you're resilient you bounce back you go through financial things you bounce back what you lost you will get back and more because that's who the king is he gives you more every heartache every heartache that you went through it was for a reason, he was building you. He's gonna, re- you're gonna recover, he's gonna recover because God, he's you went through so, y'all. That's a lot of stuff. Some of you stood up for almost all of it. That's called life, y'all. And as long as we're living, we're gonna go through life experience. But let me tell you why I made you stand up specifically on family members. I look because. Whenever that day come and I may lose someone, you know who knows more than anyone? The person who lost that mother, that sister, that brother. They're going to be able to they're gonna help me. And that's why you look around. because. And I want you all to get this too. It's a, even in, in, uh, when you're going through the encouragement thing and discouragement thing and all of this, know that you have many people. That are able to help you. Yes, I know you had, there's a, there's a pastor, and I'm not discrediting the pastor, but what I'm saying is you got great Jews be sitting right on side of you, and you may not even notice because they might just not have pastor in front of their name. So let's not get fixated on those little titles because it's not about the title, it's really about the word. Can we work? That's what it's about. How can I treat you? It don't matter who my husband is, but can I have the love of God in me and treat you right? Because guess what? I can't be sedity in this. I can't be bougie in this. I can't have favorites in this. Though I love you all, but I got to keep it real with everybody and I got to be the same with everybody because fairness. We'll complain about fairness on the job, but we won't be fair with one another. Seriously. We'll complain from A to Z. Oh, they're not fair. They're, man, they're not fair. But you don't be fair. We got to possess everything that we want from others. We got to possess it in ourselves and give it. You may be seated. These are some of the things I want to call out that you possess through going through all these things and dealing with all these things and through life. This is what you possess. I'm going to call out these words to you. You possess fortitude. That means you had courage in pain and adversity. Self-discipline. It took determination. You had to trust. Certain things you just had to trust it was going to be okay. You had to hope it was going to be alright. Endurance. You had endurance. What track is? Where's Malachi? He runs cross country. He has to have endurance. If he's going to start cramping and fall out after the first, first half a mile, then he's he not going to make it to fall. You have to have some endurance for track. You, running up and down the basketball court, dribbling the ball. You're going to tie you out at five minutes, you're going to be riding that bench. I promise you. You had a powerful inner drive. Well prepared. You you saw perspective. You have to have some perspective and some commitment about yourself. Then look, visualize the goal. Think about what you want your life to look like and maintain the focus. When you was graduating from college, you didn't care if you was graduating at 21 when most people graduate or in their 30s like me. But I did it. But I finished. And guess what? I was more focused than I was when I was younger because when I was young, I just want to party. I was more focused then. You know, I had a family, so I knew it wasn't just about me. You know, sometimes in law enforcement, can I say something, Brother Lionel? Stand up for a minute. I say that God has everything predestined and pre-planned. Is it okay? When I was working in law enforcement and on the floors, I trusted him, and he came out, and he served child. He ain't serving child no more, though. Right, Brother Lionel? You can have a seat. I didn't even realize, usually I know a face. And I, I kept wondering why he looked familiar to me, and I'm good. I will see somebody. I met somebody. I didn't see him since I was six, right here in town, and, and told him who they was, and he was looking at me like I was crazy. But when I got closer to him and he started talking to me, it clicked who he was and who I was, but isn't that something? That's why you don't mistreat nobody. I don't care what the situation is or where they at in life. I always treated people with respect. I had family members it went was incarcerated. Okay? Life. But I never mistreated, not one person said I pepper sprayed them. Not one person can say I use excessive force. If anything, they said I was mother hen to to the ones that were incarcerated. But it wasn't that I was being a mother hen. It was because I treated people with respect. Because whatever they did, that was between them and God. I was there to provide a service, care, custody, and control. That was my job. So that's another thing. Don't look down on people. Because the very one that you're looking down on, they might have to dust you off a few times. Amen. I hope I'm not boring y'all. So we are really about to get interactive in a minute. You're just about to see them. So now I want to talk about God giving us the spirit of strength and power. So I'm going to go to Psalms, oh, oh, faithful Psalms. Psalm 62, 1 and 2. It says, My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone, not man, because man can't save you. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. What's a fortress? A tower. I will never be shaken. If you can just grab onto that and let him do his job, let him be your rock, he'll fight for you. That's all it says. There's safety in him. That's all it says. But if you got to let him, you got to know this. See you every every word he has. He's dependent on you to do one thing with it. Well, two things with it: trust in it and apply it. He wants you to trust in it. Then he wants you to apply it. Because how many times you say you can you can know the Bible from A to Z, quoted left and right, upside down, back, whatever you want to do. But if you're not walking and living it, then you're just quoting scriptures. You know we don't want to just be scriptures uh, quoting scriptures. We got to live those scriptures. And we got to take, take it from off the page of that Bible and apply it in our everyday life. And people should be able to see that. Because if they don't see it in you, you might be the only hope that somebody has. And they're on you and you let them down. I always think, like, I don't want to let nobody down. But most importantly, I don't want to let him down. Because that's who I'm living for. I'm not living for man. Because man will talk about you today. Stab you in the back tomorrow, whatever the case may be. But God, God has always kept it real with me. He's always been 100 with me all the time. How consistent is that? So if He can give us that consistency, why would we shortchange Him on ours? Because everything you do for Him is all about the kingdom. That's what He's focused on. He wants to know are you going to labor in the kingdom? Because that's sometimes when you are and going through things, you can come around the church and just be doing things in your spirit. How many times have you even played music and you just listen to gospel? And you might be going through, man, and you turn something on and, and a certain song come on. Oh, but I mean, <laughs> a certain song come on and it just encourages you because the words. <laughs> Let's go to um, Hebrews. 4 and 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness. That means with confidence and courage. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that's just, that just goes with what I just said. That he wants and he's able to help you. And so now we're going to move to the next part. Okay, so when I was reading, you know, I was law enforcement. But then the uh, military, uh, they almost got me, but then I changed my mind. The Army almost had me. I was there and everything. And I was like, ah, my friend got me, brought me back home. You didn't join in the Army and brought me back home. But that's that's a long story. But they almost had me. So, but one thing with the military, I want to talk to you now about the subtopic I was telling you. What I said the subtopic was, I said battle cry, right? So in the military, where is our military? What branch were you in? He was in the Marines. So Marines, am I correct by saying, Ura? Okay. So you can call, Ura is just, well, he can, well, come here. <laughs> so when I was reading, you know, I was reading about chants and different things like that, and, and some, of, uh, some of the officers were just, uh, they were interviewing them, and they were saying what the word meant to them, and someone said, it just means like you're about to go handle your business. But then it, some of them says their own language between each other, and different branches have different ones. Like the army has a uh, uh, hua, uh, hua, hua, and the navy has hoye, oye, something like that. But anyway, can you tell them what that chant? Well, I'm saying chant, but I'm gonna give. It.
0: It basically means what she said, like you're about to go handle your business, or it can mean, um, you know, sometimes we might be familiar with uh, someone tell you something, and you're like, for sure, or, or yeah, that's real. It can mean so many different things, but you understand what it means based on the conversation in so many words.
1: Now, when I looked up the definition, the definition said is a yell or a chant. Taken up in battle, usually by members of the same combatant, okay? It's a verbal greeting or expression, okay? Now, since we know about that, and it's almost kind of like, would you agree with me by saying it's kind of like a language? It's a language, right? We have our own language, too. Y'all know that? It's called the Holy Ghost, right? We're going to get to that in a minute. So now... We're going to look at this little noun, and we're going to look at rallying. And it's the action, rally is the action or process of coming together to support a person or cause or take a concerted action. Now, I told you about the battle cry, but there's also a rallying cry. And that's to boost the morale and the mood to fight again. So, a lot of times, what the troops did, he's shaking his head. If I'm doing, do that. Okay. So, the troops, what happened, the troops used to come together in order to continue fighting after defeat or dispersion. They would come together and it would be a rally cry, encouraging one another. And they did that in the natural, in military. A tight group, a group of people, would come together after they lost a battle. To recover. To gain back strength. And to find some strength so they can do what? Fight again. It's the same thing we do in spiritual. You're trying to find your strength so you can fight. When when different things and different discouragements come, you're trying to do just like the military did and how they did the rallying and how they did the battle cry. You're trying to do the same thing. So... Let me hear, let me let you stand up because I'm just, I'm not going to be too, too up in front of you too much longer, but I want you to stand up and give your cry to God. Has he done anything for you, brought you through things like we've said, we've said all the losses people have suffered, family members who have gone on, who we love dearly that will always be in our hearts and just all the things of life that you faced, What is your battle cry? Your worship? Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I appreciate you. God, I glorify your name, Lord. God, you're worthy, God. That's your battle cry. Your praise unto him is your battle cry. It's your worship. Everything he's done for you is your worship. Because he's that good. He's that good taste, and see that the Lord is good. Hasn't he made ways for you? He wants to hear your battle cry. He wants to hear your praise. He wants the glory. He wants it. You can make it. You can get through it. He hasn't counted you out. He has a work for you to do, but you got to do it. You can't get off course. The one thing with the military, they stuck together. If if, if a soldier got wounded, I guarantee you they didn't leave him like that. They tried to recover him and take him back and bring him to safety. Can you take your brother back and bring him to safety? Or will you leave him out there to bleed and die? Will you get your purple heart? That's the question. Will you get it? Well, you get it because it comes with a price. Every soldier that received what it came with a great price. Some of them, they were wounded. Some of them, I walk around, and I have the greatest, utmost respect for military. I really do. Because they, they, they keep this country, God keeps the country safe. But he also uses them as a vessel to do it as well. Don't you know that? And they, and I always, no matter when I see someone in a military uniform or veterans cap, I always say, I thank you for your service. I thank you for your service. I always say that because some come back and a lot of things has happened to them. PTSD, just a lot of other things that happened to them. They come back. Some has lost limbs, you know, disfigured, just all kind of things. And then... All of these things that happen to them, and sometimes they don't have the necessary resources, and that should never be. That's a whole other story. But the the special thing about the military is when they can group and come together. Even when they're marching, I went to D.C. to visit my daughter, and um, she, I, she was like, almost like, come on, mama. She didn't know what I was doing. But I saw the military running, and it just caught me, and I was just watching them. And I was, and it was just, uh, um, they was just chanting and singing their songs. And some of the military songs, I started singing it because we had to sing it when we went through the academy, but they were all marching together. No, not nobody left behind all in unity together, together. And they were chanting together, you know, and it was a beautiful thing to see. And that's how we have to be in God. Whenever you feel like it's going to break you to your knees, you've got to give your battle cry because he cares for you. And that's that's what he wants. He wants you to pour your spirit out to him so that he can help you. If you never come to him, that's like someone always being sick, but they never go to the doctor. If you never go to see what your diagnosis is to help you get better, how can you truly get well? Or if you don't take proper care of yourself, how can you truly be well? He wants us to know that he's the hospital. We just got to come to him to get our prescription so that we can can be made whole. You can have a seat. I wanted just to read to you the attributes of uh, of this soldier, and then I'm going to get out of your way. And this is a a soldier, and and then it said a true soldier. So this is some words that came with what a true soldier is. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, personal courage. And now look at this. They broke their mental capacities down, capabilities down. Cuz that mind, the soldier, soldier military, law enforcement whatever, you got to be strong up here. Don't you? Working on the floors as a female officer, I got told all kind of stuff. I won't even repeat some of the stuff I had to, was, was told. But I was not about to let them get, make, show weakness in front of them. Did I have to go sometimes and cry off in the restroom? But I guarantee you when I walked back out, I dried my face up and I was handling my business. Why? Because that's what you got to do. You got to recover, but you got to get back doing what you was doing. Mental capabilities, is I looked up agility. They have to be able to possess agility because they have to react quickly to a situation on the battlefield because it's always changing and you have to make the right decision in a minimal amount of time. Some things you go through, you don't have three months, six months, nine months, a year, ten years to go through it. Some things you're going to have to shake yourself off. Dust yourself off, and t- sometimes you gotta say, "Look, you're gonna straighten up." And no, I'm not crazy, but sometimes I have to say, "You are not gonna do that. You are not gonna respond that way. You're not gonna act. You better check yourself. If you gotta do that, yes, somebody. I mean, try not to answer yourself too much, but <laughs> but I'm saying that to say I'm saying that to say this. Sometimes you gotta you gotta hold yourself accountable, and you gotta do that, and you gotta dust yourself off because. If you don't hurry up and and, and get out of that thing, it may be the very thing to sabotage you. Another, some of the attributes of a soldier, you have to be able to adapt. In combat, there's always situations that you've never encountered that you have to adjust fast to. Flexibility. You must be able to switch your tactics If one doesn't work and try something else. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, but you think you think you're going to get a different result. Maybe you need to try, you know, praying more instead of talking more, you know, but switch it up. Because if you keep doing one thing all the time and it's never working, you might need to switch it up. Initiative. To be able to take things in your own hands and make decisions all Uh, Make decisions Although no one told you to do so Certain decisions you're going to have to make Certain decisions you're not going to have to Call everybody on everything Some decisions you're going to have to take You have to have confidence Enough in yourself to make that Decision If a soldier in the warfare Froze up And didn't make a split decision It can cost them All kind of lives If they did that But they have to have that strong mindset and be able not to freeze when something like that attacks them. Another thing is being creative. It's the same thing going with uh, initiative. uh, Switching things up. You got to be creative with the enemy. (laughs) You already know what his tactic is. It's the same thing. All you got to do is something different. To throw him off, and then you got him. And the last thing, intuition. See, when you got that intuition, you're gonna sniff out them ambushes. And you're gonna anticipate the enemy attacks. You're gonna know when the enemy is hidden in the mines and the booby traps. They're on top of the ladder. That's what they do in the military. They're at the top of the ladder. And they're saving the lives of their comrades and their fellow soldiers. And that's what you got to do. You got to know his devices. You got to know his plans so that when he say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, devil, I see what you're doing. I'm going this way. That's how you got to be with him. And if you can just do that, you'll be okay. But I just want to tell you today, I just want to tell you to be encouraged. Better days are coming. It will be okay it will be all right he will help you if you're allowing to God bless you I love you and I pray that you take heed to some of the words all of the words really that was spoken on today and you apply it to your everyday life because God is so awesome and he's just waiting for you to surrender and what I want to do I want to call those I want to call all the prayer warriors first that come to the front that that's on the prayer line in the morning and I want them just to stand up here because I want I don't want I want to take the time to uh, if you need something from God today I don't want you to leave here without exactly what you need from him and what I'm going to do is, on this side, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, you can come on this side. This is my right, your left side. But if you just want prayers and you need him to do something special for, him, for you in your life today, I want you to come on this side. So if you want to be safe, you come to the left. And if you want the Holy Ghost, you come to the right. here today with your cup empty don't leave here today the same way you walked in it does not make sense to go through this life with all the attacks the enemy has set for you and not to prepare for battle because this is truly a battle and the only way you're gonna make it you need cover and God he's that cover he's that fortress he's that refuge he's waiting on you and he needs you he loves you he has a work for you to do but it's up to you if you're gonna do it and I as I hand it over to Pastor LJ we're gonna begin to pray for you and if anyone didn't come to on this side, you can join in and help them on the other side. But I just hope today that from today on that you just be encouraged and you remember those, the words that I spoke today. God bless you.
0: Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. We want to invite you to the altar today. Hallelujah. Whatever you need God to do for you today, and I don't know about you, but I don't know of anybody that doesn't need prayer. <laughs> amen. And the beautiful thing about her message, at some point, everyone stood. At some point, everyone stood. Amen. And I just want to invite you, amen. And if this is, y'all can slide over. Everyone come to the middle. And we're going to pray with them. Y'all tell them to come right here so we can pray with them. Y'all come right over here and we'll pray with you today. Over here hallelujah as we go before the Lord in prayer and right where you are amen amen begin to pray with us this morning amen we're gonna ask that everyone bow their head amen and if you're dealing with any discouragement of any kind amen we're gonna pray with you today father in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah
2: Lord God father we thank you for the word of the Lord that descended in this place today God God, I know that, God, at every some point, God, we've all dealt with issues and things along these lines, God. But right now, God, just as an army comes together, God, just as a Marine come together, Navy, God, the soldiers sometimes when they suffer defeat, God, sometimes, God, they suffer defeat. But God, they must gather themselves, God. God, they must rally again, oh God. God, so that they can continue, my Lord God. God, because the fight isn't over, my Lord God. The battle isn't over, God. God, the battle isn't over, my Lord God. God, that's why you called it warfare, God. God, that's why you call us conquerors, oh God. God, because sometimes we get discouraged along the way, God. God, sometimes, my Lord God, we want to quit. God sometimes we want to give up God sometimes we get discouraged Oh God Sometimes we get detoured God God sometimes we get knocked off course Because of the things we deal with Because of the things we face Hallelujah Lord God in the name of Jesus God Oh my God in the name Of Jesus Oh, so strong. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord God. We give you glory. Come on, let us call upon Him. <laughs> Come on, let us just begin to call upon the Lord right now, God. God, we call you right now, God. Hallelujah, Lord. God, we appreciate you. We thank you. We thank you today, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God. You see, oh Lord, no, sonder you know we let us call upon us. Come on let us call upon the Lord This God. Vicente, I know, people, I know, God, soul, God, You are our helper, God. God, the scriptures say the Lord is our helper. Hallelujah Lord God help us today, God. Oh my God. Come on, call upon him right now. Hallelujah, Lord. We call you right now, God. We call you right now, God. We call you right now, God, we call you right now. God. Damn